Welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans, a podcast for people looking to unleash their potential in business and life. I'm Laura Evans, international trainer of NLP and host for this podcast series. Join me for insightful interviews with people that know firsthand just how NLP can change lives and they'll share with you tips and strategies to help you clear your path to success. Stay tuned. And welcome to this podcast. My name is Laura Evans and I'm the founder and lead trainer at Unleash Your Potential and your host for this episode. My guest today is Jonathan Eatley. He's a financial planner. And in this episode, we're going to cover all things money and wealth. Jonathan will explain to you exactly how NLP made the difference for him and his money mindset, the results he got after Prac and Master Prac, and also how he's managed to grow his business massively in the time since he's done his training. He's also going to share with you a technique so that you can better understand your values, which are critical to the motivation and success that you have. So let's get started. Can I get you to go back to pre-NLP, all the training that you've done? And where was your mindset around money and wealth for you personally at that point? At the time, money I didn't particularly know it was actually a bit of an issue for me. It was very much, I wanted money, but I think the more powerful motivation was I didn't want to be without it, which obviously, as with NLP, we teach you that's probably not the most motivational way to look at money because as as you get further away from it, you have more of it, your motivation drops, and you find yourself back in a position of, I have less money. And that sort of looked like personally that my bank balance wasn't probably as flush as I would like it to be and with business being in a sales role that I was my sales tend to have a very much of a sort of yo-yo up and down effect I think yeah NLP was heavily focused for me from the start and it was about right how do I how do I change that mindset how do I make it more positive around money. I remember when you walked in on that very first course where I first met you and you walked in and it was not the very first thing you said, but towards the beginning of that course, I remember you walking in saying, I've just hired my first pe- person and I like really don't know where to turn and how am I going to pay her? And, yeah. and I, I still remember that day. I guess you do too. Yeah, it, it seems like a distant memory if I'm honest, but yeah, yeah no, I can remember that. It was it was sort of the leap off the cliff for me, um, which was a, a good move business, but a very stressful move on the back of that. It was, how do I go now? Not only effectively looking after my family, but looking after somebody else's. And I think, yeah, that was a heavy focus, particularly on that first course, the practitioner course, where it was, right, how do I change this concerns and pressures I'm feeling around employing my first member of staff? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and by contrast, how many people do you employ now? We're at 10, I think. Across then. the... Uh, three businesses three now. Businesses yeah, now. Three yeah. businesses now. Yeah, we got three positions up for January as well. So we're we're, we're recruiting a tranche now. So that's. Uh... I love it. I love it. I love it. And I wonder what the former you at that point would have thought if because what are we three years, four years down the line? Uh, yeah, about maybe two and a half. Yeah. Two, yeah okay, so half, even less yeah. than I thought. Yeah. So two and a half years ago, if you had told yourself at that point in two and a half years' time you'd have three businesses employing ten people and about to expand, so you've got massive growth plans in your business to employ what up to fifty, sixty, seventy or more. That's the plan over a three-year yeah. period. Yeah. What would the former you have said to that idea pre NLP? I don't even think my former me could have comprehended that no, sort of I idea. Think. I think it would have. I think. I think going past one would have been 
tip me over the edge at that I point. Love yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's what I just I just love is the the journey that we all go on. And the journey I went on when I did my first courses and the way that the courses, you know, and, and like you, I came to NLP for a specific reason to acquire some skills to be able to help others. Yeah. And then I found out that actually it was all about me. Yeah. Um, and until we sort ourselves out. And you as a financial planner, you must find that hugely different now that you have a different mindset around it. Oh, absolutely. I think what you find, particularly in a in a sales based environment, is if you do have any personal development needs, it's it's elevated. You you can see it through your sales figures, and it was always an interest to me uh, that how some of my previous colleagues could have the same level of training, same same qualifications as me, and some succeed and some don't. Mm. Uh, and again, personality wise, you can look at them and think that they're, they're more personable than me, for example. And how haven't they made it? And I think with NLP, it, it sort of gives you the the real insight into how how that is, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's made massive amount of difference for me personally and half of my businesses, I should yeah. say now. <laughs> exactly, don't forget them all. Yeah. I mean, I know as an aside line, you coach children in rugby as well and stuff I like do, that. Yeah. And, and although that's not the topic of this episode, you know, in sport and in financial business, that mindset thing is so important. It's like you say, you take two financial planners that on paper are identical, yet one will succeed and one won't. Absolutely. And, and that goes back to my history as well. I've got a history sport, uh, rugby being my main sport, uh, to a, quite a high level as well. So that was, again, you can see that I don't think it was necessarily ability with me. And you see it with the young children I, I coach now. They got the ability. It's trying to help them with the, the right, following that with the right mindset to allow them to develop into that ability that they have. So, again, it's, you can have the most talent in the world, but if, you're, if your mind's not in the right position you may never get to the place that you want to be with that or could get, could be. Yeah, it's, it's just that, it's like that mindset, isn't it? It undoes the success. Oh, massively. Because yeah. you think, you, you sit there and you think, I should be able to do this. I have the technical skills, yet I find some of these conversations difficult. And, and it goes back to sort of the values as well. I think a lot of what I took from NLP and what I look, reflect on now is, is where my values sit and how that links in with the clients I take on as well. Yeah. So I think it's it's one of the things you don't take people into your life that you don't you know naturally sort of connect with. And I think that's very much on a values basis. Yeah. So for example, if I I value in integrity, mm. and if I have clients or staff members, for example, who who don't value that and and don't really go down the right side of of what's right in my in in yeah, my views, yeah. um, I think that gives you sort of scope of are they the am I the right fit for them? Are they the right fit for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. If I can just change tack slightly okay. and come back and talk about your money mindset, because okay. I'm fascinated by the journey. Obviously, I know it because I know you quite yeah. well. Um, but in terms of helping the listener understand the journey that you've been on, because I remember distinctly seeing you and having a conversation with you about the personal financial success that yeah. you got after each of the courses. Absolutely, yeah. um, and there was a particular event that happened after you did the NLP practitioner course. And then there was another event that happened after you did NLP master practitioner. So tell us what what happened. Uh, yeah. So I think it was all around the type of clients I was working with. I think it was a, a lot of limiting beliefs that I had about, you know, who should engage with me as, as an advisor and whether I was the right fit for the well, the high net worth, high business, you know, business owners, the the highly paid employed people, whether I was the right fit. Uh, and I think, yeah, after practitioner, it was, I've 
engaged with the, my biggest client to date, yeah. uh, which uh, you value in it as X. What do you think was the key thing that allowed you to be able to do that? I think it's it's all personal. It, it wasn't it. F- f- look, reflected now is nothing to do with the skill set I had. It was nothing to do with the qualification I had. I. I am confident in the fact, and I was then in my education side of the mm-hmm. bit of the role. It was more limited beliefs in myself. I think that once I released them, I had no reservations about speaking to yeah, approaching them, speaking to these people. You know, in 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 environments, say networking environments or uh, charity events, where you're sitting on the table with them or they're across the table. You have I have no reservation about walking around and and speaking with them. You know, the people at the you end. You wouldn't of the have day. done that before. Yeah, uh, you, you, you wouldn't. You know, it, it's it's that that fear of rejection as well. So yeah. I suppose, isn't it? You know, and it, I, again, it goes back to relationships, but in a business context, it's it's there. You know, yeah. rejection is a big thing. Oh, huge. Particularly in sales, which yeah. you which you think is one thing you probably want to get get over. In sales. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would advise all salespeople in any sales environment to get over that because yeah. it's you know it, it's a bit. But no, we do yeah. as human beings, we kind of want, we do fear rejection. We fear being left out. We doubt whether we're good enough. You know, we have self-doubt. Yeah, it's fascinating how that plays through and limits people, you know, because there was nothing stopping you previously approaching those people other than you. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that's what I got from practitioner level is I'd have the confidence to go and do that. Um, From master practitioners, again, I I suppose my clientele elevated again. And I think think my conversation with with you, Laura, was that, that I've now landed my biggest ever client you know it's 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 a, to to a different level now and I, I find myself now working with a variety of different clients but yeah some really successful business owners so i got some clients that other advisors would love to have i'm sure uh, <laughs> no uh, yeah it, not just financially in the fact that they're great people with yeah. great businesses and it's really in, entertaining and engaging in what they're what they're doing in life i think that was the big thing for master practitioner was i suppose having the confidence to so I was let go some of the clients that didn't fit with my values and yeah. didn't fit with me as advisor, which tend to be the, what brings your energy levels down and you, you, your engagement with them isn't as productive as the ones you engage with well. And I think if understanding about, yeah, who do I work well, well best with, I suppose, yeah. and, and, and how do I make it easy for them to engage with me because effectively we, we, we are aligned in how we, how we see things and values and things as well. The thing I love about values, and we've t- touched on it a huge amount, is, you know, in NLP, we talk about values being what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's what you focus on and it's what motivates you. Absolutely. And so many people, not just in wealth and finance, but in all areas of life, they have motivation problems Absolutely. because they can't motivate themselves to do something. And often, not always, it's not fair to say always, but often I find there's a problem with their values their motivation you know Absolutely. it's like that it's that thing we're talking about which is i just need to create lots and lots and lots of money you know probably because they're motivated away from what they don't want yeah you know in values we talk about don't we that value you're either moving towards what you want or okay. away from what you don't want and that's a classic away from value behavior Absolutely. that we see and of course as you and i both know the problem with that is you end up with performance that's like a sine wave so sometimes you're doing really really well and other times you crash and there are some very famous people that are away from motivated you know a lot of the general population will be away from motivated yeah for all the limiting beliefs and problems that we've picked up as we've gone along you know it's and it's explainable and understandable yeah but not a healthy money set mindset not to take forward. At all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, if your bank balance is going up and down and up and down, it's, it's bonkers. And this 
is directly reflecting to me. And I, going back to our point earlier, Laura, about how with NLP, what the first thing I noticed was, was particularly around money. And I had aspirations for how I wanted my lifestyle to be with, with my family. Uh, I've, my, I was, my parents are great. They provided everything that I could want. Uh, and they've gone from sort of council house owners to five bed, six bed houses on, on the beach side, you know, and they've done really well through hard work. And I suppose that value is a sort of instilled in me, but then the, the sort of the fear, the way from wasn't supporting that. So when I first came to NLP, my part of my goals was in and around money, because money for me is release that sort of lifestyle, but then going away from doesn't get you there because as soon as you start getting more, you sort of naturally get back to spend the place. It. You, yeah, you spend it. It's the whole money's burning a hole in my pocket scenario, isn't it? Absolutely. And, I, and then obviously what I've done through NLP is I've changed that now. So I'm, I, I'm motivated towards. So as I get more money, my motivation increases. Yes. So if I, you know, so it's it's kind of, you can imagine that sort of upward scale. Yeah. Uh, it's, the graph would look pretty nice in that respect rather than yeah. a sort of yo-yo effect. And that to me is amazing what it's done for my me, myself personally. Uh, and that sort of released the, the fears in regards to recruiting and stuff because that was a, that needed to happen for me to get there. So I get more motivated to do that because I'll get there sooner, you know? And um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm much closer to that goal than I than, yeah. than I was before I started with yeah. NLP. And it's a, a smoother ride, right? Oh, massively, yeah. And there's not the emotional roller coaster that comes with the, the, the kind of away from motivation which goes like this. Yeah. It's, it's scary. I mean, when I look back to being away from motivated like I used to be, and think about that emotional roller coaster. Like one minute I'd have a lot of money, then I'd have nothing. Then I'd have a lot of money, yeah. then I'd have nothing. And it is, it's exhausting. It's draining. It's draining. And actually, when you're probably emotionally at your lowest, when you have no money, your motivation's at the highest. So you're, you're, you're so much in conflict with yourself then. You know, your energy's lowest, but you're, you're working hard in not a very healthy way because you're now in a sort of a fear way that you're going to particularly run out of money yeah. and then you get and that releases and then you just go straight back yeah. to, back to where you were and that's the thing like with with away from and i always remember this from my training you know when it was explained to me that the simplest way to think about away from motivation is it's motivation motivated by fear or yeah. by negative consequence if i don't bad things in quotes yeah. will happen insert whatever word you like but yeah it's tough so just to talk about Master Prac, because I know mm-hmm. Master Prac, as we call it, Master Practitioner yeah. Programme, for those that the, the, the official title. I know that was a pivotal part um, of the transition for you personally, but also the secondary, well, I think it's secondary, benefit to your business. I know you came mm. to us originally to help with that, but I think you probably agree, it's that that's the secondary benefit, right, after you've developed. Yeah. So out of Master Practitioner, what was the pivotal moment for you that changed everything? It was within the breakthrough. So when we talk about breakthrough, we do we work with a breakthrough partner, and it, it's it's essentially we pull back on all our skills that we've learned, um, some of the softer skills, some of the more challenging techniques. And I can remember there was one particular technique, and I I, I can't remember what in more context it was, but it was a part integration, mm-hmm. and it just floored me. It, mm-hmm. And I, from an energy perspective, like for someone who hasn't really been in an environment of, of energies or, or psychology. I literally, it, it knocked me, so I had to lie down as much. So uh, emotionally, these things are there. Yeah. And even if you don't, and even if you try and stay away from them or not even think about them, they're there. And it, and in that point, I think it was, it was so much of a release. I, I could just feel the change. 
Yeah. Uh, it was it was it's very so, surreal. Whatever yeah. it was, it was a big deal, right? For you because obviously yeah. as we know the mind and body are connected. So sometimes yeah. when we do significant mindset shifts, sometimes we'll physically feel exhausted. Absolutely. And you know, I'm like you, if I do a really big shift, I want to lie down for ten minutes or have a cup of tea or something and just kind of let that settle. Some people kind of call it the snow globe effect. Yeah. You know, like we had snow globe when we were kids and you shake them and it all stirs up for a bit and then it just settles back down again. And you tend to find that afterwards. What I found is that yeah, I did feel after that maybe a bit loose and things had changed, but then things started embedding in the right way, unknowingly in the right way as well. Yeah. So it's not as if uh, I've had to think my way through everything. Things have just happened. Um, and I think that's a, a big sort of message for me because I'm going back to the, the sort of the way from, that's not what I'm saying is that my bank balance has never gone down. It, it has, but it's never become a concern. It's always been, I'm always destined to go somewhere. And and that sort of belief side of, of what NLP has given me is, nothing sort of knocks me off track now yeah. you know even if i've probably been in, in months when i've heavily invested particularly in the business yeah. my business bank account is probably the worst it's ever looked but that's it's not it's the not the concern side of it yeah. and you tend to think like life sort of throws things to you i think a lot of the listeners will probably feel that now you know it, some things will come to you and you don't know really know when they did and they were like perfect timing you tend to find once you once you're in align, alignment um these things come more frequent and think and good things tend to happen and you start moving towards your your goal not with having every footstep towards that goal sort of planned out yeah. very interesting stuff yeah i just i just i'm just sat here listening to you and listening to the way you're talking about this stuff and i still remember the john that walked in on day one on prague and i just think Wow, like yeah. for that to be so phenomenally different in your outlook, the success that you've already achieved, and I know you'll go on to achieve. I mean, I can't wait, give you another five years, and I'm just be like, where, where are you? How many businesses are you going to have? And how many staff yeah. will you have? I mean, it's just phenomenal. You must be hugely proud of what you've been able to achieve in, in a short space of time. Yeah, so, some, sometimes you don't realise it's been such a short space of time. I think until, yeah. until we spoke today as well, two and a half years, Thinking back on it, it, it just seems like a different life in essence. I'm still me. Yeah, Absolutely still me, but I suppose I'm just a, a better version of myself. And that transpires then through through business and everything as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's it's been a, a busy two and a half years. Yeah. I, I give it. And, yeah, same thing. My goal is, is set in the near future. And I've got no doubt that I'll be there when I re realign my goal and get something else in there as well. So... I, I just, yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm starting feeling very proud. I hope you do <laughs> because I just think it's just phenomenal. It's yeah. phenomenal to be able to get rid of so much stuff mm -hmm. that's held you back for so many years. Um, you know, I often describe our courses like helping people clean their glasses. Yeah. You know, it's like people come into these courses with dirty glasses and I hand them a rag and say, clean them. Yeah. You know, as you'll know, and with NLP, you know, I'm not the one that does the training. I, I might be the trainer at the front of the room. I might be the person with the processes, the know-how, the knowledge and experience. Mm -hmm. But it's you guys that make the changes. You're the ones. I hand you the rag and you sit there and you clean them up and go, yeah. you know, I can see where I need to go now. And actually, the you know, it's like, you know, the famous mobile phone provider. You know, the future's bright, the future's orange. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's that, isn't it? It's that different yeah. shift, you know, yeah. and seeing people walk out of those courses two foot taller i mean it gets me out of bed every morning when i know the difference that this makes absolutely and going back to the analogy of cleaning the glasses i think one big thing i'm a believer of now as you know because you've coached me as well since <laughs> since the courses yeah uh is you're know, dusting them glasses when they need a bit of dusting yeah. as well yeah and keeping yourself into that energy i'm very much a believer that 
you should surround yourself with good people, good coaches, if they want to be called coaches, or just good business colleagues, good good friends yeah. who put you in the best position to get to where you want to be. Because um, obviously, know you've done a bit of what's called lifestyle coaching with me, should we say? Uh, I've also got business coaches. You can, John, you can call the coach and I did with you whatever you like. <laughs> but yes, I coached you, didn't yeah, I? For about nine months, I think it was in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, again, it's, it's again, I'm in a better place now than I would have than I was when I came off master practitioner. And my business is because I've got experts in coaching to do with business coming to help the business. So, so as a big message to the listeners is you you plan a lot around business aspects. You you plan your education, whatever that looks like. But you never and you get teachers to teach you education. You get people in the business who are going to help you with HR issues or your IT setup. But a lot of the time, they don't even consider the biggest thing, which is themselves, and how they get the right coaching and training purely about themselves. Just on that. And healthy you, healthy business, healthy relationships, healthy bank balance. I love it. I love it. I love it. I might have to coin that phrase. I'll show you IP that. Oh, okay. Go on then. Go on then. You can see that. You can see that. So I know, obviously, we've talked a lot today about money, wealth, mindset around that, and the real importance of values and things like that. I wonder if you've got maybe a little technique or an idea or something you could share with a listener that they could do right now that would help them start that journey of getting more clarity around their future success. Absolutely. And as we've been speaking, obviously, it's quite apparent the values are massively important to me. Mm. Um, the right values, not just words on a piece of paper. So, yeah, the one particular exercise that anybody can do, listeners can do, roping in the assistance of someone they trust is what we call like a values elicitation. So, effectively, get you in the hot seat, get you in the seat, get, get your partner who's doing it with you to stand in front of a nice big sheet of paper on a whiteboard, wherever that looks like, and just question you, you know, what's important to you in the context of whatever that might be, for money, for yeah, example. Financial success yeah. or business or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, so what's important to you about money? And just quick fire, just what words come up, just come out of your tongue? Single words, yeah? Single words, single words. Uh, you don't have to think too much about it. Actually, what you want to tell your partner to do, the one putting, writing the words down, is if you're stalling or you, you take your time, like, yeah, like, and what's important, what's important, really push them, put them, put you, put you under stress. Because yeah. when you're under stress, your conscious mind disappears and everything flies out your unconscious mind. And you want to get to a position where you're getting 50 plus words on a, on a board, on a sheet of paper. So what's important to you about? Yeah. And what else? And what, what else? And what, and what else? else? And what else? Yeah. And, and just keep, keep on going until you, you literally stall and you cannot, no matter how much your partner's pushing you, you can't really get anything out. And, and I guess towards the end, I know when we've done it, previously in class you get to the point where people get repetitive at the yeah. end and I would say whoever's doing this with you tell them that's okay and for them to keep saying what else what else what else until you're completely empty exactly and there'll be fits and starts won't there like Absolutely, I remember yeah. when when um, someone did it on me I mean we're going back a good few years now like I was like there's nothing else there's nothing else I'm convinced <laughs> there's nothing else and I came up with that another 30 words yeah, yeah. so yeah. they tend to be the best words you know because the, the, you find that maybe the ones to the top of the list are more of your conscious thinking you know, nice value words that you've heard of and things there. And then some will come out and you'll be like, what what's that word even mean? They're the ones you need to tell your partner. If, if you're like, okay, what happened there? Mark it, because yeah. that's probably an important one. Yeah. So yeah, get to, to get to a position where they're quick fire around, getting them words out till you've got about 50 on a board, can't get any more out, or you're repeating some of the existing ones and you're just going over old ground. 
Um, and then for you to sit back and sort of reflect on these words to get yourself at the top eight, I'd say is probably a good one. And the way you do this is not start looking through the words and picking out the the ones that you think fit best with what you're talking about. So if money and you, you, you think, oh, yeah, that would work. It's not about what would work. It's about what you value. So actually, when you're, when you're looking through these lists, and that's why I make it as visual as possible, mm-hmm. just find where your eyes sort of deviate and you keep on coming back to the same word. If you keep on coming back to it, put it on your list. Yeah. And obviously, it's as they are today, not as what they, they aspire today. to yeah. have, but as they are. So what's important to you as, as they If you could only have one, yeah. what, would it, what would it pick? Yeah. And, then... and that goes on then to prioritising the eight. So when, say, say you've got eight, uh, now you want to understand in what order they are. So the best question there would be, if you could only have one in the context of money, which would it be? So you have to get rid of the rest and you can only have one. Which one? Yeah. And then pick the one. Say, right, you can have one more. What would that be? And continue that process until you have your list of eight put into an order of priority. Yeah. Uh, and there is your loosely what your values yeah. are, what your values would be i mean it'll never is it, it, you know it'll never be as accurate as a proper elicitation because no. obviously there are other steps that we do on the master practitioner program but i think that's a great tip because if you're if if the listener is 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 currently not aware what their values are or they think they know what they are that's a really good way of starting to get close to what they really are. Absolutely. And then like you and I when we did our respective master practitioners you sit there and look at the eight and go yeah that explains a lot uh, absolutely <laughs> and and then you start reflecting then don't you see if it was in the context of money light bulbs start appearing think oh that explains it yeah. that's it that explains it that's why you know you've you maybe felt uncomfortable with something you've done with money previously probably because it didn't align with these set of eight values uh, and you, you you can sort of going forward reflect on these values and see how they fit in the context of what you what you're talking about for yeah. example in this money we're talking about here now yeah Yeah. i think it's a great starting point great starting point and of course on the master practitioner program what we then do is we go on to clean up what we call clean up those values and we do timeline therapy because of course it's timeline therapy that allows us to get rid of the away froms and flip all the values so in this instance all eight can and have thousands of millions of times being flipped from completely away from to completely towards that's when the magic happens absolutely and and you may find as well in your list of values you have some that don't fit in the context of what you you, what what you'd like them to be or the context of the goal right where you want to head yeah so if you know for example if we use the example of money and then you you there might be something in your values that's going to hinder you getting towards your goal of having money then it's probably a good idea to maybe rearrange where that value sits and that would supercharge you on your way to achieving that goal then. I remember once I listed a set of values for a business owner, not mm-hmm. dissimilar to yourself, um, a business owner, and we pulled their top eight values. And in the top eight values for their business, there was no money, mm-hmm. no drive, no success, no achievement, and all the things that you would expect. There was plenty of connection and wanting to be part of a group mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And you kind of then look at, who they are and you look at the success they've had or not had. And I remember showing the business owner that list and went, that's your top eight business values. And he went, yeah. yeah. So yeah, hugely, hugely empowering stuff that we deal with. Massive, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a massive pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story so, with so us. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. We have two final things to do which you don't know what they are this is a surprise for you as much as it is for the listener so this is what we're going to do i'm going to do a quick fire round i'm going to ask you five quick questions okay and i'm going to ask you to put you on the hot seat 
listeners, uh, you want to see his face right now. He's not looking very comfortable. Pa- panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine. Five quick questions, and I want to know your immediate answer to all of them, and then we've got one final thing to do to finish off. All right, all you ready? Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so first question is, what does unleash your potential mean to you? Making me a better person. Love it. Love it. If you could go back to an age, what age would you go back to? Seven. Is there a reason for seven? Not like I think of right now. <laughs> it was just it, unconscious mind just popped out seven. I don't know. That's called trusting your unconscious mind, right? It knows. Yeah. It always knows the right answer. Oh dear. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you do instead? Lifestyle coaching. Would you? Yeah. In a business context, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. And if you had one pearl of wisdom that you could give to the listener based on all your NLP training that you've done, if you had one pearl of wisdom, what would it be? Invest in yourself. I love it. Beautifully done, sir. Beautifully done. So here I have a jar full of badges. Okay. Okay. All with different words on. So what I'm going to invite you to do is shove your hand in, give it a whirl around, pick a few out. And then I want you to pick one that resonates with you, and then I want to know why you picked it. All right, right? so I get to see. I thought it wasn't. It's not just. No, no, you can pick them. So yeah, have it. Have it. it. And then if you can get your hand in there, and pick a few, and then might have to help you. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah, we haven't got all day. Just you know. (laughs) Ah, yeah, I'll go with that one. You go with that one. Yeah. Cool. So what did you pick, and why? Confidence. Yeah. Why did you pick it? I think it's it's the basis of everything for me. I think from where from NLP journey, I suppose confidence was much lower than I thought it was, if I'm honest. And now everything for me is about confidence. If you're confident in what you're doing, confident in who you are, everything else will follow. I love it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Now, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, I suppose the easiest way is engage with me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Eatley. Other than that, my website's eatleywm.co.uk. Fabulous. Good stuff. Well, thank you. And if you want to find out more about the courses that we offer, feel free to go over to anishapotential.org.uk forward slash brochure, where you'll be able to download our brochure that explains all the courses that John has mentioned today. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please share it with a friend that you think might be of interest to them. And also don't forget to subscribe and follow us. And that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you being with us and I will catch you very soon.